So are we not doing an introduction? So we're just going to like use the introduction that we did, correct? We could just play the theme music. Okay. Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of Ruminations with Gabby and Kevin. I'm Gabby. I'm Kevin. And now with 18 episodes, we can officially uh, we can buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. And uh, that's 18 hours of your life that you've spent listening. Isn't that weird? Well, yeah. actually, not 18. You're about to. Well, you're yeah, about to. 17 so far. Exactly. Well, it's not really us that are turning 18. It's the podcast. 18 hours old. Yeah. You know what's weird that I've been thinking of? <laughs> yeah. The people who have been listening since episode one, who mm-hmm. are our friends, mm-hmm. have spent 18 more hours with us, or 17 now, but 18 to 17 to 18 more hours with us. Than we we have. So they know us better than we know them. I guess so. Um, But then again, there's also those people. There's also those friends that you talk to, you talk with in person that say so much in so little time. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm that guy. So maybe it... Okay, so your friends definitely know you better than you know them, probably. Most of my friends tend to be listeners. Okay. (laughs) I mean... I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I do like broadcasting. <laughs> it needs to balance out. I'm also the sort of person who had suggested, let's start a podcast. Yeah. So are you, so are you though. Yeah. But I think you said it first. Mm, no, you no, you did. Did I? No, you, because you, yeah, um, I don't know. Mm. I, I think we both, we were both talking about it at the same time. Independently, though. We were yeah. going to start our own podcasts. Yeah. And I was to be your first yeah. guest. Yes, and then, and we, then realized, we recorded it, and I was like, oh my god, I don't want to do a podcast on my own the whole time. And we have good rapport. And we just did it. Hmm. Like this. And and we're 18 episodes in. Yeah. We're adults. And we've only missed one week. We've only missed one. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, it would have been better if we hadn't missed the week, but honestly, this we, is something that if we make it to is 20, so inconsequential. If we make it to 20 episodes, that's mm-hmm. still a solid 95%. Which is great. Yeah, that's like... I nine, sh- I'd put that in the fridge. I think 95 is better than 100. You think? But, but I've already told you that I prefer odd numbers. I think 95 is better than 100 for a different way. Okay. Because 100 to me says the teacher didn't even grade it. 100 is <laughs> like, uh, it's fine, 100. Whereas a 95 is like, oh, that's a specific enough number that you must have looked at this and valued it carefully. No, you know when it gets really specific? When you start to get like half points. When it's like a 97.5. And you're like, what? As a TA last semester, I actually did that a couple of times. Yeah. I, gave, I gave somebody, one time I gave somebody a, a 93 and a third. Because oh I, my God. Was it just 93.33333 repeating? No, I used the fraction because okay. I, I used a rubric to grade. Like I was like, okay, they get this many points for this, this many points for that. Yeah. And then when I added it up, it actually did add up to 93 and a third percentage. And I'm like, I'm, well, total, I'm totally putting that on there because if it were me, I would be amused by that grade. And also, there's something psychologically that even though it rounds, that would actually just round not up or it would just round to a 93. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel that much better that you got that extra third. That being said, <laughs> in the grade book, I yeah. just put it as 93.3. I didn't like. Yeah, but they would, they'll never know. That extra. That the extra .033333 repeating was I mean, that could, have, that could have been the difference. <laughs> Who knows? Well, well, you know, they'll never know. Because I didn't grade their tests. Their tests were Scantrons, so. Oh, I like Scantron tests. I miss them. I haven't had a Scantron test in a long time. I've had to administer them now more than I've given, uh, more than I've taken them, but I'm amused by them. I'm like, oh, yeah, this. I don't so know. Fun. It's just, yeah. I loved bubbling in my ID number. 
Really? I felt, I always felt very self-conscious that I took too long <laughs> with like my name, my last name, my... Oh, me too. Everything. I'm like... Yeah. And, and I and I saw other people like they bubbled in. Oh, you probably like, hated so me. randomly. Pro- and I was like, I I bubbled like perfectly. You were probably you probably hated me because my name only has ten letters. Okay, yeah. So yeah. It, I took a lot less time to do all of that. Well, at least I'm not my brother because he has a really long first name. Maximilian. Yeah. Oh, with an O at the end. Oh wow, that's even that's even more. So he's he like, has an extra letter. Yeah. So he right. takes the standard name and just yeah. like oh, I'll just edge it past. It. Good thing he doesn't have a middle name. Although, mm. do they do they make you put your middle name or just your just middle the middle initial name? usually? Okay, so it's not that bad. Yeah. Still, I'm yeah. I haven't taken one in a long time, and you and your god complex. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I would never put like an O. You would never, yeah, because yeah. it's not officially my. Also, there's my no name. way that the listeners are hearing this, but I just want to mention this to you. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, I should be doing this on uh, on the podcast. Um, in the courtyard, I don't know if you're hearing this. They're applauding periodically. So, in um, outside the studio where we record, it, it goes into a courtyard, and they're having some sort of ceremony out there. Yeah. And we keep hearing periodic applause for things that presumably we say, and it's like, oh. Reassurance. You know I haven't been hearing the applause. I, I have. You can Maybe hear it. it's because my volume. Hold on. Yeah, you, you, she has her volume way up. I, I like to put my volume way up too, but I just like it's very faint. But if you're listening for it, you can kind of hear it occasionally in the background of like. All right. It's just like a very like. Nice. Like very, I hope. I hope the mics pick it up. I doubt they I will. Doubt I doubt they will. I like. I would. Yeah, because they're very directional, and it's going through like a closed, very thick door. Yeah. But at least we know that uh, the applause is clearly for us. Yeah, because we're doing such a good job here. We should take a picture of the uh, of the board and the room and put it on the blog, because I feel like people don't know. They don't know what uh, what this but, looks like. But you know what? I think I think I like them. I think I like it for it to be a, a mystery. For a mystery. Forever. Yeah, I definitely am more of the. I'm the kind of person that appreciates that kind of thing like i don't want everything to be to be known and seen and that just kills it so here's a call to action for you um since we've we've given very vague descriptions of where we record this so Mm -hmm. far but um to any of you out there who are good describers or good artists or good anything um at ruminations uh, ruminations gk at gmail.com that's that is what it's called ruminations gk gmail.com i want you to send your description of what you think where we record this looks like. Of, barring, of course, the episodes I record in my own home, which there have been a couple of those, but mm-hmm. most of the time we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're an artist, maybe sketch it or put, give an idea board. That is a great idea. And I really do hope we get, like, this is this is a serious call to action, people. No, it really is. It's If I, you have a little bit of spare time and you want to just just needs to be a paragraph nothing yeah. nothing really crazy. No, not really a par- i would i would rather see sketches you would rather see sketches yeah. i mean if you're good with scanning things into the computer which is the worst or just take a cheap picture with your phone and like send it to us or yeah yeah no, that's, no, that's, that's, that's easy that way easier. you don't have to scan i mean we're it's not like we're gonna be framing it up i mean we may as they said in the movie election we're not we're not electing the effing pope yeah <laughs> We just want a little sketch. Except of what they use think. more than effing, but yeah. yeah. But you know, that's a great movie, by the way. The Here's which one? Election. It's like I not a super well-known movie, but it's Matthew Broderick and Cameron Diaz. 
1999. It's about a high school election, and it oh, just gets. I thought the, it was about a presidential no, election, but and it's I about, thought it was that film with um with Zach Galifianakis. No, 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 the, no, 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 uh, no, no. Then no, the no, guy no. that I can't stand. Will, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Cool. No, 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 no. This is Matthew. It's about a high school election, mm-hmm. but it just gets the sorts of people who run for high school. Um, student body pre- student body president just like it gets that characterization of that sort of character just mm-hmm. perfectly there's a the the girl who's running for president is exactly the sort of person you always saw running for you know student like body president overachiever mm-hmm. super organized everything is perfect the hand always goes up like immediately like pert nose right like this you know yeah and then there's always like kind of the slacker. He's in there too. He's in there to too. Oh, that's awesome. There. You know, the year I graduated high school, um, our student body president was the funny guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Our student body president um, was the was more in the overachiever mold. Really? She went to Wharton School in Penn right after mm-hmm. she graduated, so she was like the Ivy League. She was valedictorian. Ah. Uh, but I thought this was very amusing because we took a quiz on um, in our. In our, we, we have to take a U.S. government class, which is equivalent to POL 201 here on college campuses, but it's like a college-level political class, right? Mm-hmm. And the teacher had everybody take a test of their political opinions, and we all mapped them on a graph to see, like, oh, here's where this, the range of political opinion runs mm-hmm. in, our, in the classes. Our student body president was the one who had the most anarchist ideas. Really? So she was the one who wanted the least government. So she in wanted life. to be president, and and so how was her how was her presidential? She was well liked and respected. Cool. I still yeah I I have nothing bad to say about her now. Nice. Yeah, and I mean clearly she went on to good things. I mean yeah. Wharton, that's a great school. Cool. She probably has graduated now. And I mean great. yes, but I I don't know where she's gone since then. I mean presumably if you if you're starting out at Wharton, you know, as an undergrad for business, you're probably doing an MBA, but. Who knows? Hmm. Good luck to you. She's not listening, but yeah, out in the universe. If you're listening to this, I'll, I'll use your name. Uh, if, uh, if you're listening to this, El Morris, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. I always liked your sweaters. Okay. She had very good sweater. Okay. I feel like she's the kind of person that would wear cardigans with buttons. So in general, our high school. Because that's how I imagine all those like super perfect organized. Here's the thing. In high school, wearing. we had a uniform policy. That was like... Oh, we did too. But it was not like... It was the, not a uniform. It was a dress code. Yeah, that was ours too. But we had to wear polo shirts. Same. And, I hated that. And yeah. And, but it, like, it didn't necessarily make you look nice. You know, It was just like you have to wear a certain color polo shirt with certain color pants or skirt. And it was kind of boring. But the dress code conveniently said nothing about sweaters. It did not bar them in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So even though we were in Florida... Neither did mine. Be, even though we were in Florida... Our school had very good sweater game because people were just like trying to outdo that was each other. self expression. Yeah. And she always had fantastic sweaters. I, I, I saw her with some very creative ones from time to time. I, she'd like, you know, like the sorts of sweaters that Reggie Watts wears? Yeah. She would wear those from time to time. Okay. And that was like, it, 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 like, it totally worked too. Nice. But she wasn't wearing them like, she was wearing them ironically the same way that Reggie Watts was too, you know, because he didn't like, he doesn't seriously like appreciate that kind of no, like a, a sweater with like a, a you know a woman golfing on it but yeah but no it was it was good sweater game nice jackets too you could wear any jacket any sweater that's cool Did, what about shoes Did shoes they didn't care on shoes they didn't care see because you can get really creative with shoes as well you can i saw some people wearing like bright red shoes that work that look yeah. some people would dress in all white and then just wear bright red shoes i always you know, thought that was a really cool look yeah, what color? Do you remember what color pants were restricted? Yes, maybe it's, very distinctly. What, what color? Um, so you could wear um, blue, 
or khaki colored pants. You could. Yeah, you could. And that includes jeans. So they allowed jeans. And that also inc- they also allowed shorts and um, skirts, skirts and as that. long as they were those above, colors. You know, below. below the yeah, knee. as long as they were. It wasn't below the knee. It was. Um, or two bo- inches above the kneecap or something like it that. Was, um, they it was. They actually used your fingertips. They, they said it had to be below. If you, if you hang your hands naturally at your side, below where your fingertips are hanging. See, there's uh, the applause. Yeah, I hear it now. I hear it now. <laughs> See, they're, they're applauding dress codes. <laughs> yeah. This is terrible in a podcast. There's absolutely no way this is going on the recording. There's no, no way. This is too faint. But just, just, you'll just have to imagine there's applause every time you mention it. You could, so. you could do the applause. Yeah. If you're, Except, in the, if you're in the gym, attract those looks. Be the guy who's applauding because the podcast told you to. Yeah. We're just like the, the people behind the whole Jonestown thing, except, you know, far less malicious. And we're not killing U.S. congressmen. Let's hope not. <laughs> Just wait until anyone. episode 45. No, I'm not even joking. We, we won't do that. But <laughs> we've run out of ideas. We're just like, we're starting a cult. Oh, my God. Cults. That's something that I, is so frightening to me. You know, it's the idea that you may join one or I would never join a cult. I just don't like the whole being part of a, that kind of thing. I, I don't like that at all. Do you wait? Well, wait, are you a fan of the band Yacht? Are they a cult? There's rumors that they're in a cult. They're in a cult? Yes. What? There's rumors. I don't know if it's true. I think they've kind of been playing them up because they find it amusing. But you know what? I really don't care if they're part of a cult because the music is, to me, would be separate from... Like, I'm the kind of person that can totally separate the music someone creates from their me personality, too. whatever. Like, if they're I can still watch. I can still watch the Cosby show. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, because I just do it. It's like, it's like, well, Bill Cosby did all those terrible things, but Cliff Huxtable hopefully didn't. But you said, exactly. Uh, for me, it's really easy to just separate those two things. So if Yacht is, if the members are part of a cult, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, the way I'm I'm I don't think they are, but they definitely enjoy the rumors. They think, yeah, it's, they think it's kind of funny. No bad, you know, what, what was the thing? It's like no bad press is bad. Nope, no, no, no. Uh, there's no such thing as bad there's press. There's no such thing as bad press. So, which is why I'm announcing no. <laughs> By the way, but, it's kind of a minor thing. You, when was the last time you used a landline? The last time I used a landline was two days ago. Okay. So I'm doing something right now. Yeah. This, the, the cord for the headphones I'm using is a very, like, it's a lot like the cord. Like a telephone cord. Like a lot like a landline cord. And it's and it, what oh, it reminds but, me is I'm a phone cord twiddler, and I'm doing the exact same thing with these headphones. Do you twiddle phone cords? Here's the thing. My phone is cordless. Oh. I mean, like a corded landline phone. Like, I, oh, like the, so the last time I used that was 2014 or 2013. It was the last time I was back home in Venezuela because we have corded phones back there. See, my job um, at IKEA used to have landlines for, um, but they also had you know cordless phones. But the main base unit, if I was just buy that that phone, it would be quicker to pick up the corded one. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed I would always like when talking on the phone, even though I was at work and in a work uniform, this would be my standard phone position. Would be leaning casually against weight, usually on one foot, leaning casually against mm-hmm. the information tower, twiddling the phone cord as if I'm like chatting with like a middle school friend you know what the worst thing is with like my biggest pet peeve with those cords was when it's perfectly coiled and mm-hmm. then there's the the one that section. goes the other way wait let's see does this have it i don't think so i think that one's perfect which makes me so happy please it's don't perfect. Tell. it's perfect but because mine it has like the one section that's like, like that this. is that goes the other way yeah like for, that for a second like yeah. that 
And so I would try to straighten it out all the way to the end, and then it would never look quite right. Because it would always get the next always, section. Yeah. It would always do just do the next section. Oh, my God. Can, someone, can, can you relate to this, listener? I hope you can. It was why I entered therapy in high school. <laughs> it was literally, literally the reason. And then, you know, that fixed itself in, like, you know, one session. And then... Um, have I res- mentioned... Wait, what? I, uh, have I, you mentioned what? Oh, I've never been to therapy, but I've always been very curious about what it would be like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. Is it cool? Do you think... Do you, <laughs> That's not cool, no. But it would be cool. Uh, do you feel like the therapist is, like, a friend? Because no. when I took by definition, my psychology yeah, class, I was, by the way, after you take a psychology class, I think everyone feels like they are. Oh, they like, know everything. Exactly. The more you learn, the less you, you, less you realize. I mean, I, did, when, when did you take the psychology class? That was, I believe, three years ago. Okay, or, so there's, yeah, three years ago. there's a study that ago. finds that the average age for everything in psychology, conventional wisdom in psychology to completely turn on its head is five years. Okay, we'll see how that goes. So you're yeah. you're about two years away. Yeah, but my <clears> favorite <throat> thing about the class actually was not. Yeah, it was cool because I was like, oh, this will help me like read people better or like mm-hmm. understand what they're feeling or whatever. Not really, like, but it did teach me a lot of cool stuff about dreams and perception. The thing about psychology that's very, the, or at least therapy from my perspective, is that um, they're not the ones doing the work. You are. They just yeah, make it easier. You're they supposed make it to e- reflect when They you're... make it easier for you to get there. So <laughs> therapy won't work unless you want it to work. Kind of like hypnosis. <laughs> very similar, actually. Sometimes hypnosis is used in therapy. <laughs> really? Never for me, but. That would be crazy. I, didn't have I feel a... like I, would, I couldn't be hypnotized because I just wouldn't believe it. I can't I, allow I've never been. I've never tried. I've never, I've never really wanted it. Yeah, but, uh, I, I don't think I could successfully be hypnotized. Unless it's something that I want so bad that I would be willing to. I don't know. I can't, I can't think of anything. Because I remember <laughs> what, I had a and, friend who had a really bad fear of bees. And she was hypnotized. How do you feel about stage hypnotists? Like, like, like you're like on Yuri a cruise ship. Geller, you're on a cruise. Is that his name? Yeah, the guy uh, that did the spoon bending on I mean, Well, television? they're not usually that. They're not usually like that. It's like on a cruise ship, there would usually be like one of the nights. Every night on a cruise ship, just, there's energy. Just you saying the word cruise ship already is starting this Here's a book recommendation for you, by the way. negative note. Here's a, okay. It's not really a book. It's like, it was actually an article in a magazine, but yeah. it's long enough that it'll take you about two hours to read. Okay. And it's written by David Foster Wallace, who's a well-known fiction writer, too. But it's a nonfiction called A Seemingly Fun Thing That I Will Never Do Again. And it was about him going on a cruise ship for his first and only time. And I think you will love this so I much. I totally appreciate that. I, it was one of my favorite things I've ever read. But um, so, so stage hypnotist. Uh, you've never been on a cruise ship, I assume? No, of course not. My family has, uh, my family has a love-hate relationship with cruises. Mostly hate, very little love. Yeah. But there's there's definitely some love there. Okay. I definitely love them more than the rest of my family tends okay. to. But um, every night on a cruise ship, they have like featured entertainment. Okay. They have like because when you're on you know on a ship at night, you know there's not as much to do, so they create something to do every night, and they change. There's usually a comedian, so there's like one night there's a stand up comedian, you get to see their set, and um, one there's a bunch of usually like Broadway style shows. There's like okay. a lot of like musicals and th- mm-hmm. people dancing around. This is like where a lot of dancers go is they'll go to cruise ships so they mm-hmm. can be in like these musical acts. And those are usually, they're not my thing, but they're usually like objectively very well done. Okay. They're like, wow, that was like a good piece of dance. And a very typical cruise ship thing is a stage hypnotist. And there's somebody who is gifted in the art of hypnosis and will bring people on stage 
and hypnotize them and get them to do funny things. Yeah, I I think I would enjoy that, actually. Yeah, and um, the people who were brought on stage said, yeah, I was like, what they say is that they're just in this very relaxed state of mind, and they sort of knew that it was ridiculous, but they just like... But they're just like, eh, I may as well go with no, it. No, they, they they just didn't care. They, they just, just w- let it happen. Yeah, so they were... The, these people do get successfully hypnotized by these people, but they're... <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're very, very entertaining to the audience, because, you know... Of they'll, course. They'll convince them, like, there's one guy who said, like, you are now naked, even though he wasn't. It was like, you are now naked, and he was just, in, in, like, insanely... <gasps> And he was like trying to hide, <laughs> trying to hide himself and hide behind the stage curtain. And like, oh it God. was, it was fantastic. It's, <laughs> cruise ships are very, they're such a weird thing. But you know what um, that also reminds me of? I think one of the other things that, well, besides the whole being in the open ocean, which is <laughs> unsettling, something that I, yeah, I don't want to be Do. in. Exactly. Um, Another thing that I also don't like is having that schedule imposed on me. Like the fact that there's, you know, you know, you know what I also don't understand? Mm -hmm. Weddings. Every film. So my my idea my idea of an American wedding is I have learned only from watching films. Have you never been to a wedding in America hosted by Americans? Never. I have never been to an American wedding. You've been to weddings in America that were not hosted by Americans. Yes, I but have. Not, yes, yeah. I have. But they're different. Um, and I, so... So what the, is an American wedding? So to me, an American wedding is not just the day of the wedding. It's like, there's a rehearsal. Yes. Which, what the hell, people? Like, what? Okay. Wait, so, so, so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I think the American wedding is. And then I'm going to tell you what a wedding to me is like what I've experienced. Okay, shoot. So what do, what do you think an American wedding is? So American wedding. Yeah. There's a reception. Then there's the wedding. No, no, no. Wait, the, not reception. Rehearsal. So wh- why don't we start the day before the wedding? So the day before the wedding is a rehearsal. Actually, I don't know if it's the day before. I know it's before. Obviously you have to re- rehearse. I'm just going to let, I'm just going to let you talk yeah, about I'm this. I'm just going to talk about it. Cause then, I, I've then, been to many American weddings, then but the you day know. of, right. People are assigned, so you go to the ceremony, and the ceremony could be, you know, wherever wherever it's held, can be held wherever. Then after that, everyone just goes to the party or the f- food eating location. The food eating place. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what, what time of day it is. Mm-hmm. And there, you get there, and there are tables that have already been been like pre-organized who's gonna sit where right okay. and then you eat the food someone gives a speech oh then there's like bridesmaids brides groomsmen maid of honor all these titles um and, <laughs> and then after that you have and then the day after that you go on your honeymoon that's okay so that's what a wedding is from the movies okay and this is, by the way, I should also, I should have prefaced this. This is what, like, a Christian wedding seems like. Because mm-hmm. I know that other religions have, like, longer celebrations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and they do think, some places do things a little differently. And exactly. Yeah. Um, I've been to both Christian and Jewish weddings, and they, they tend to go just a little bit differently. Yeah. But not, they're more, in, they're more similar than they are different. Oh, and also the cake. There is a wedding cake. One single wedding cake, and it's usually tiered, and... Covered Beautiful. in fondant, 
et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I love the slight look of disgust in your face when you said the word fondant. fondant. I, yeah. You and my mom would get along so well because my mom is very insistent that fondant uh, is the worst thing ever it's invented. It's disgusting. Like, why do you have to ruin a cake with that? I mean, I you just, just, you just eat it. around it. It's not yeah, like but, but it's why easy. even waste the, the materials? You know what I mean? Like, those resources could have been used so much better. My mom um, once made a wedding cake, and she Mm. was very insistent that she was using buttercream icing. She was doing the entire thing in buttercream, and she was not using fondant whatsoever. Sweet. Did it? It was sweet. Yeah, exactly. That's why I chose that expression. I can't say how it was, because while I did eat this wedding cake and was in attendance for this, it is my single earliest memory and don't remember anything other than me being there. Okay. It was when I was two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't even have memories of when I was two. I didn't realize I was two until much later when I said, oh, I remember this happening. You're like, she's like, you were two for that. I'm like, oh, really? Well, it's nice to that your earliest memory was you eating wedding cake. No, it's not me me eating wedding cake. I just remember the event happening. I remember, no, it wasn't a wedding. It was actually my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. So my mom made a wedding cake in, you know, in celebration. And I remember the tables being set up. Like, I remember because there were, here's the problem. She invited 50 people thinking that a bunch of them were going to say no. 48 people came. Okay. Oh, and <laughs> So she thing. had the, all these tables set up at my house, and it was... <laughs> oh, God. my God. Um, another thing about American weddings is... I have forgotten it. I it totally... You can, it'll, it'll come back to you. Venezuelan it, weddings, though, you, you said. So or, or, continental, or continental weddings, generally. Much simpler. There is no rehearsal. There's, the wedding is just one day, the day of the wedding. You go to the church, you get married, you go out, yeah, have a party. That's it. What kind of party? So the party is usually people, okay, there's no organization as to who sits where, who eats with whom. No one is telling anyone what to do. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, because the whole like, oh, the wedding planner, oh, this is going to happen here. It's like it becomes a chore and it's supposed to be a celebration. I don't know. I That's something that I just don't don't agree with so your idea of american weddings comes from movies yeah i've been exactly. to many american exactly. weddings. exactly so you can tell me you're mostly dead on oh really? yeah you're mostly like because americans have seen those movies too mm-hmm. and they want that wedding too mm-hmm. so ah so here's the thing life imitates art here's a typical you, typical wedding thing mm-hmm. so um some people do this the night before the wedding i remembered but, what uh, vows, like people write their own vows. That has never happened in any of the weddings I've been to. Like you just follow the procedure. It's all the same stuff. Okay, so that happens. Like in so, that happens in some weddings, and not other weddings. And that's like thing? that's like a stereotypically like this is people. The people who write their own vows are typically less religious. They're either uh, way less religious or way more religious. It depends. And they're <laughs> they some people yeah they don't want like they don't want the standard thing because they find that it's a little too churchy. Mm. And some people want it to be even more churchy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where the writing your own vows oh, things right. comes from. It's, it's usually very sweet, too. It's like a, usually like a very sweet thing. Of course. Yeah, you don't want to write something like kind of not. That's why that's yeah, why like it, it has to be good enough. The reason you know the reason it caught on is because it's usually a lot more personal that way. So yeah. the audience feels like, oh, they really do like. Yeah, they really do have feelings for each other. Exactly. They're not just no, getting married so that they can it's, get it's, a green card. <laughs> it's, sho- it's showing and not telling, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> write, your, write your own custom <laughs> vows about, like, I'm so happy to be able to legally live in this country. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me. Thank you for providing me the opportunity to live in a free And this land. means I now have triple citizenship, baby. <laughs> and then the entire audience applauds. Yeah. <laughs> they get into a race car and just do donuts in the parking lot and drive off. So, so tell me American weddings. 
So, so it's this on. is sometimes done the night before, what I'm about to say, but often not done the night before, because if you do this the night before, that is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. The The idea of doing this the night before is just an idea of movies, and I don't recommend this, is there are bachelor and bachelorette parties. Oh, right. I forgot about those. I think they do... We do have them. Well, I guess people have adopted that thing, but it's mm-hmm. not a tradition. No, it's like, uh, it's, it's the idea of it's like your last night out and you should uh, value it. My brother, um, my my brother and sister jo- both chose to do that a little differently. My brother and his wife had a combined bachelor bachelorette party because they realized they wanted to do the same things and they had the same friends and there was no point in. So it wasn't them. really the concept of a bachelor. But it's because no, the it point was is that a, you're was, supposed to enjoy your last date without that well, person. What they did is right? they did it as a goodbye to their single life. So okay. they did all the things that they loved to do when they were dating and single with their Aww. friends. And it was, it was yeah, I went That's with them, sweet. and it was very no, it was very fun. That and it is, was like, yeah. Um, whereas more traditional bachelorette parties are tend to like be things, going crazy. Yeah, like I went um, again from the movies. <laughs> you know, like uh, for example, my brother-in-law's bachelor a bachelor party was like it was a bunch of guys in a bar, and then we, you know, and then other things happened. You know, but it was like, <laughs> but it was like you know we were watching sports in a bar. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what it was. Whereas the mm-hmm. the girls were doing something else in a different bar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this I don't recommend doing this the night before, though some people do it the night before because that's just not a good idea. And you're just gonna mess the day up. <laughs> but what's definitely the day before is the rehearsal and then the rehearsal dinner. The rehearsal. So Americans are convinced that they're going to screw up the wedding somehow, that there's going to do something wrong. So the rehearsal is a liter- is literally that. It's the they main go through the the whole process. So yeah, what it is is it's the major parties of the wedding. So being the bride, the groom, the person conducting the ceremony. So that way they also get to meet them if they've never met them before. Um, the maid of honor and the um, best man and any other person who gives a speech at the wedding mm-hmm. kind of go through the format of what's going to happen so that. When everything happens, the audience can just watch and that there isn't like discussion on what exactly is happening, who's mm-hmm. it's so the rehearsal is quite literally a rehearsal. It's make, making sure that everybody knows what to do. Yeah. Um, the rehearsal dinner is just a party. It's a party before the wedding to just and it's usually when all the guests arrive. So it's first the first time where everybody's seeing the guests. So it's kind of a way, at least the way I see it is they're they're usually very fun. And it's typically also put on by the party that's not paying for the wedding okay. is another key thing is that that's that's not necessarily an official rule, but it's kind of an unofficial rule is that the rehearsal dinner is paid for by the non paying party. OK, so it's 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 so it serves a couple purposes. A, it shows a way that the other a party's parents typically are grateful for the wedding and that mm-hmm. they're happy that it's going on. Mm-hmm. It's a way that since it's before the wedding, it's a way for all the guests of the wedding to interact with each other privately. It's a way to spend... Some- See, that's weird because in the, all the weddings I've been to, the guests, they don't, they don't show up, even if they're in the same city or wherever the wedding is, you don't see them until the day of the wedding. Like, no one sees anyone. You don't meet anyone. If anyone's there, you just see them at the party. Now, not everybody goes to the rehearsal dinner. This is usually a more like selective. This is more than just the family, though. It's usually a more selective group than the wedding. So, for example, mm-hmm. I once went to a wedding with 150 people, and I was also at the rehearsal dinner, and it had 50 people. Okay. So, you know, this is like... A much reduced number of it, but for the closest guests that uh, some of whom know each other, friends and everything like that, it's a good way of, you know, showing okay. this. Okay. Some people do the bachelor bachelorette party after this, but that's just a terrible idea for many reasons. Mm. Yeah, Day of the wedding. Uh-huh. Day of the wedding, there is the ceremony. Yeah. If you're religious, this is in a church. If not, this is somewhere else. Or if you are, it's still somewhere else. But yeah, unless, well, actually, 
I believe the Catholic Church is very strict. With they that. want you. They want it to be in church. It has. Yeah. You want. They want it to be in a church. However, you know. But but you can also hire like the preacher or whatever you yeah you can to, um, yeah. to go somewhere else yeah i mean um both people who officiated my brother and sister's weddings neither of which were in a church were religious leaders my brother had a christian oriented wedding a kind of uh, vaguely christian and i do mean the word vaguely christian <laughs> whereas my sister had a much more explicitly jewish wedding under okay. a chuppah um with the um see now it, what it made it special is that my sister the woman who um officiated my sister's wedding was um, the leader of she was uh, she's a rabbi but she was also the leader of the Hillel group where my sister and her now husband met oh so like they so met like completing they the met circle in a, yeah they met in a religious setting so they brought the person who did who was it there oh that's good and and she like kind of wrote a custom speech about this and uh, saying like that was very like touching I'm yeah well no it was a very touching thing and the chuppah yeah. looks really nice the chuppah is a, a, a i don't know if i'm saying that correctly but it's a jewish tradition where uh, jewish weddings you get married under a structure there's like okay. a structure called a chuppah and it goes either inside or outside but you, like even in if you're in a synagogue it goes in it's a different structure and it shows okay. that it's being used for a different purpose okay um the most famous jewish tradition of a wedding that uh, that is cr- passed on to popular culture is the breaking of the glass Okay, have you, I have. I don't. I honestly, I've never even been inside a synagogue in my life. Uh, I've so only, I've is, only done it very rarely. So you're not, you're yeah. not much different than I. Okay. But um, th- this is a very fun tradition. Is usually you get a nice glass, or if you're cheaper, you get a light bulb. But you get a, <laughs> a nice glass. You put it in a cloth, and to symbolize um, your marriage, the um, you smash it. Yeah, you break it with your foot. You you step on it and everybody claps. It's like a very, it's a nice. very it's kind of a fun. I don't know why I was just picturing someone just throwing it on the ground and having it explode. No, you, and you then did, I thought that was No, very, it's actually even like, more entertaining because they put it very gently in a napkin, like a very like a napkin or a nice like it's cloth. It's a very special thing. Yeah, and you it put it you put breaks. it very gently in the ground and then you smash it. Like it's nice. You, so who gets to do the first smash? Usually the, uh, traditionally the husband or the the future oh, husband. Oh man. Um before the ceremony in a Jewish wedding, mm-hmm. you know, there's the actual contract you have to sign because marriage is also a legal Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, so in Venezuela, people usually get married a couple weeks, like legally married a couple weeks before they're... Um, in um, Jewish weddings, this happens right before because there's also a traditional Jewish certificate that's quite... It's like very... Oh. But unlike the state certificate, which is also typically signed then, mm-hmm. it's very like... There's like uh, uh, there's like witnesses there and it's it's a very beautifully... Like you, you see the documents and they're like custom drawn and they're Sweet. absolutely gorgeous documents. Nice. The really traditional people will bring out a Torah from a scroll, you know, and read yeah. from the scroll and everything. Well, they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So the actual, this is kind of like a a sort of side tangent on how Jewish weddings are different than Christian weddings. Mm -hmm. I've been to far more Christian weddings than I have Mm -hmm. Jewish weddings just because there are more Christians than Jews in the United States. Um, So I don't know if this tradition holds, but there are ways for the little ones in the family to get involved in a wedding that started off. Ring bearer. The ring bearer and the flower girl. Oh, yeah, we do have that. We do have that. So there's a wedding procession of the people coming out. I don't know if if you have the formal procession. Yeah. But the formal procession includes a flower girl. Yeah. And um, usually includes a ring bearer. If there is no ring bearer, the um, the uh, the uh, the whoever the no, I can't think of his name. Um, The best man. I was. Yes. I'm like, I've been I have been a best man. So this isn't kind of a bad (laughs) thing. Oh, also, I didn't even mention that the best man in the in the maid of honor there. They traditionally the best man holds the bachelor party. The the maid of honor holds the bachelorette party. So that's another tradition that they have. Right. Okay. They also lead over the groomsmen and bridesmaids. Okay. Respectively. Um, 
but yeah, it's the chief, um, the best man holds the rings if there is no ring bear. Then there are some speeches that are given by various people, um, the vows, either pre-written, either standard vows or non-standard vows. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they do other religious things. A lot of the times the speeches will be given by bridesmaids and groomsmen. That's why they're there. That's why they're up close is because mm-hmm. they also often match. The, the bridesmaids and groomsmen match. Okay. And typically the guy at the front looks differently. This is something I disagree with because I think that all people at weddings should just be wearing tuxedos. Don't like... You don't need, uh, I'm, I'm all I'm, for like freedom. Wear whatever you want. <laughs> I no. I'm, I'm a very. I'm a. Bi- I love formal dress. I'm like yeah. a huge. No, formal. no, no. Yeah, but but you. There's there's more to it than a tuxedo. Uh, for a man. I mean, if you're go- if you're going really formal, you wear white tie, and if you're doing it during the day, you wear morning dress. But you know. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and by the way, tuxedos are only for nighttime use. If you're technically for getting married during the day, you need to wear morning dress. Mm. Um. Although the one thing that doesn't change is that the bride always wears a white dress, regardless of what time of year it is, what time of day it is, you know, yeah, it's always a white dress. Then they're declared husband and wife. You may now kiss the bride. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody claps. Parents are crying, you know, whatever. Fairly shortly after that, there's a couple things you can do. Go to the party. Well, there needs to be something before that. Because there are pictures that need to be taken. Because every oh wedding my God. has pictures. What the heck? Yeah, I can't, I can't believe I forgot about that. So there are actually people that take their wedding pictures in their gowns and like stuff before the actual, like they set up like a fake thing so that they can take pictures before the event. It's not before the event, typically. Really? No. Oh, okay, good. Why do you think these things seems- have a cocktail hour? See, they, I don't see I the wedding. Know that they the did. typical thing from a wedding is some people do what's called a, a receiving line, where the bride and groom stand at the ba- entrance, typically of the church, if this is oh, in a church. Afterwards, to greet and the people, to greet every oh, yeah. single guest individually by name. Okay. So that they can see every guest, because otherwise, if you don't do that, there needs to be an effort during the ceremony to go and thank every guest by name. Yeah. Which that, I mean, that's by no means required, but it's like. A nice gesture yeah. you probably should you know if you invited somebody to your wedding you should probably thank them for coming to the wedding yeah um especially since there's typically giving you gifts yeah um at this time if you're doing an italian wedding italian weddings are very fun by the way there's a tradition called the busta bag the bride attaches or wears a bag on her and the busta bag you start putting money into guests start just throwing money into the busta bag to nice i like that idea yeah to give the, <laughs> to give the new couple some starting off money because the idea is that they're you know they're going to need some stuff now that they're a new couple living together and they're going to need to buy some things so the busta bag is for that it's a very fun italian tradition and everybody cheers cool. when it's go when it goes in right um so sometimes there's a receiving line after this there's typically a cocktail hour this and is for photos. the guests who start getting hammered or continue getting hammered depending on the guests um the bride and groom are usually taking photos during this time in their wedding gown and everything like that. So mm-hmm. they can have professional, nice photographs afterwards. They come back a couple weeks later and they're very nice. After the cocktail hour, go to the reception area. This is this can be anywhere from like an area in a hotel to an area in a country club to an area in a person's house. It depends on what you want. Mm-hmm. Typically, though, there is a DJ and a dance floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seats are almost always predetermined. You're correct about that. I That is, I think, the single thing I dislike most about the American world. And the reason for this is that they wanted to make sure that the right sorts of people sit together who already know each other and want to... But isn't it... Does it shouldn't it be like natural that if you already like find someone that you want to talk to, you're gonna sit with them anyway? You know, no, they Americans it think just, it'll be just be chaos if the seats aren't. Oh my god, okay, 
and there's a there's a difference in um, certain eating traditions are different at different okay. weddings. Some people do plate service weddings, mm-hmm. and some people do buffet weddings. I've always been to buffet weddings. Either they're both equally common, so neither is is n- is a like a standard. Neither is they're both they're just both considered standard. Nice. Um, with plate service dinners, there's usually a choice between like, you can get this, 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 Mm, or this. mm -hmm. Um, at the one plate, last plate service wedding I went to, there was a choice between amongst four things. Okay. One of which was vegetarian. Of course. Yeah. And, um, plate service weddings, I find typically a better food than buffet weddings because the buffet food, buffet weddings, the food, amazing buffet food, the the buffet food tends to sit out a little long. Like the plate service weddings, like some of them have actually gotten good food. Whereas often buffet weddings, the food's like, okay, at best. Oh, no. I've gotten, like, the best. I mean, you're also not going to American weddings, so True. the food might just be better on non-American Who weddings. Knows? Who knows? I guess, it also depends on the catering company, I'm assuming. And um, the bride eventually... The guests usually enter this reception before the bride and groom do. Because mm-hmm. they have to make an entrance. Mm. They have to make an entrance that everybody's commenting on and clapping and being like, oh, it's them, they're married. Yes. <laughs> um some this is not done by all cultures it's never been done in a wedding that i've gone to but this mm-hmm. i know this is a thing so at some point at sometimes this is when the bride and groom sometimes change out of their wedding outfits into something slightly more casual their dancing outfits yeah so in case they want to go dancing there's bring out the dancing pants and the shoes however i've heard <laughs> that dancing in a wedding dress and i know that dancing in a tuxedo is very fun so every wedding i've been to they've elected to keep that on just because mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. It's fun, but it's also nice to have an outfit change because imagine at least uh, like it's there. Look, think of all the possibilities. Like, not only do you get to choose your wedding dress, then you get to choose this other dress for dancing, and then shoes to match. My sister-in-law it. slightly bucked tradition mm-hmm. by having a non-white wedding dress. Okay. She had a very light pink, and it was see another thing in Venezuela. People wear white, cream, gray, silver. It doesn't have to be white. Uh, in fact, it bridesmaids bridesmaids are almost always not. every color of the rainbow. Yeah. Bridesmaids are typically whatever color the bride thinks suits them, mm-hmm. and it, like they kind of match. And I often, think as long as it's like a very light pastel, a, a bride can wear I it too. Strongly disagree with this, but whatever. Typically, the groomsmen match the bridesmaids. I hate this, by the way, actually. And also, yeah, the whole like matchy matchy thing. I think that's a little like I'm just like yeah. them, uh, what I always say is like just let them wear a tuxedo. Just like let them wear an actual <laughs> tuxedo. You know, it doesn't like it's it's not, like I feel like it, that, you know I, I feel think, like that's a silly tradition because it's like what are we gonna like forget that they're the groomsmen or something like that exactly exactly like they're already standing there you 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 have to make an assumption of who they are yeah i mean like what did you think what did you think that was going who are those people standing there yeah and it's uh, also i feel like it's better if they're gonna be because eyes are gonna be on them they better feel comfortable with what they're wearing and there's a couple things that happen the order sometimes changes but this is pretty typical is before you eat the best man makes a toast. That never happens in Venezuelan way. This is pre-written. This is like a pre-written, you give a toast. There's like the speeches, the toast, none of that is happening. As a former best man, I have given a toast. It is a very fun thing to do because you get to really dive into your I history. can imagine you you it's, enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, it's a tradition I actually recommend like adopting because it's it's mm. really sweet. It's often really sweet. It can be really funny. It can be really sweet because it's a way of really showing how you know the person and why you're really happy about them. Yeah. However... Many weddings, including all the ones I've been to, that is not the only speech that is given, the best man's speech. The maid of honor often gives a speech, too. And then other people sometimes just come up and give impromptu speeches. 
Okay. Um, so it, it as as happens from time to time. But this uh, doesn't usually happen at the same time. Okay. So usually toast is given. Everybody goes, yay, and drinks. And then then this is either before or after this, there is the first dance. Okay. Wait, it, well, the, what about the food? This Where's is usually done right. This is usually done. The food is usually done like after all this. Okay. Um, the, at this time, the food is usually being prepared. Okay. Because this is giving the time for the food to be prepared and fresher and right. things like that. Because this needs to happen at some point, right? Yeah. So the food, um, so the, the first, first dance, dance, there are three of them actually. So the first, second, and third dance. But, uh, well, they're all with different people. The first dance is exactly what it sounds like. Bride, groom, dancing to a song they've chosen. Yes. Yeah. Then there is the father-daughter dance and the mother-groom dance. Okay. Both of which are also done. And are they done simultaneously? No. Okay. With different songs. Like, it's, okay. This is like to maintain the sacredness of this. Yeah. Typically after this, this is when the food happens. Yeah. That happens for a while. The DJ plays music that is not as conducive for dancing then. Mm-hmm. So if the bride or groom likes music that is not as dancey, this is when you'd play that. Mm-hmm. Then the dancing comes. Mm-hmm. Certain couples like to play things like the cha-cha slide and the... And shout, and you're correctly rolling your eyes at that. Yeah. <laughs> a difference in my family is I found this very entertaining, is that my brother's Please Do Not Play at My Wedding playlist. Like, he gave the DJ, like, here are a list of songs to never Restricted. play. Restricted. Like, my, game, my, my brother gave my list to the, the, the DJ, like, here are songs you're not allowed to play. My sister gave nearly the exact same list to the DJ at her wedding, saying, here are songs you must play. <laughs> Okay. So difference in personalities yeah, there. Yeah. You know, with like the Cuban <laughs> shuffle and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I would go more towards my brother and say, please don't play this. Yeah. My brother had Off some limits. interesting, like, what we're, I remember once at, at my brother's wedding while I was eating, mm-hmm. um, I caught them playing Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots by the Flaming Lips. <laughs> like, there are some interesting choices. He played Ball and Chain by Social Distortion, <laughs> which when you're getting married, Ball and Chain is a very weird choice of song. <laughs> But I appreciated it. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, so the dancing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and as and the dancing... the night progresses and... Well, as the dancing ends, there's two things that happen. Mm-hmm. The bride has two things on her. She's carrying a bouquet, of course, as she's walking down oh, the aisle. Oh, right. And she also has a garter. Traditionally, the garter holds up is what holds up stockings. Yeah. Ever since tights... People's well, ever stops. since tights it becomes a thing, or, you yeah. know... You don't really need garter belts unless yeah. you're wearing really high socks. You don't yeah. really need garters anymore. But um, in the days when tights weren't as commonly worn, garters were a thing. Which again, I would I wouldn't wear tights. I would just wear bare legs on my wedding. A lot of I mean, I've I most mean, of the weddings I, I've, I've, been, I've never most, actually been mo- to a wedding with <laughs> most of the weddings I've tights. been to have been in tropical climates where tights would have been a little excessive. Yeah. Um, oh, but it makes totally makes total sense depending on. The but time you're still wearing a garter. But due to the 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 love of this tradition. Women still wear the unnecessary garter to hold up something that doesn't need to be held up for this tradition to happen. There is the tossing of the bouquet and the tossing of mm-hmm. the garter. You're probably familiar with this tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, when the woman tosses the bouquet, the woman, uh, all the single ladies get into the crowd. All Whoever the catches, ladies, and that's the song they usually play. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and whoever catches the bouquet is getting married next. Of same course. with ditto with men in the garter. Okay. Um, and then, then there's like a runoff to the car and then sometimes the honeymoon starts right there. Sometimes they get off into a car immediately to the airport. It's already, everything's already packed. Some have an after party after that that goes like unofficially for a while after that. Mm -hmm. Every single one I've gone to has had an elected unofficial after party. 
and the honeymoon started like the next day at some point. Yeah. See, it's weird because it's very, it has a very set schedule. And in Venezuelan weddings, after the ceremony, it's like a free-for-all. See, the thing about American weddings is all of these things are very typical. Mm-hmm. If you don't do any of them, nobody's going nobody's to complain, though. Yeah. Like, this is not like... Yeah. And uh, I'm talking about movie weddings, though. And also so about I the should... cake. About the cake. Uh-huh. For dessert, the, the typical dessert is the wedding cake. It is, as you correctly said, typically tiered. Um, some also have a bri, um, like a separate a groom's cake and a bride. I know because I used to watch Ace of Cakes. And the reason, know. and the reason for this is that some people want different flavors of cakes, mm-hmm. which is why in Venezuelan weddings there's not a single wedding cake. There's like a dessert bar. Well, where that's you just also why that's dessert. also the idea of a tiered cake is sometimes the tiers are different right. cakes. But but a lot of times the wedding cake is not actually a cake. It's just a wedding dessert for us. That's that's happened. That happens occasionally from time to Which time. Which I think is a great. It's idea. sometimes it's a non-traditional cake. Like mm-hmm. my sister's wedding cake was red velvet. My mother's and father's wedding cake was a carrot cake. Mm. So it, you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like a yeah. white yellow. Uh, boring. Wood. Yeah. I mean, come on. Very few cakes I've seen that are just like you know standard vanilla. Yeah. No. Come on. Yeah. It's your wedding. Make it special. I joke to my sister that since she's a psychologist, her she should have a five-tiered cake themed on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which she loved the idea of but did not go <laughs> but through. But then with. what flavor would go with what need? We how, we, how we discussed this. That? We actually discussed this very in depth at the time. I don't remember what we applied, but I remember we applied colors. Like we decided oh. that red velvet would have definitely have to be love and belonging. Love and belonging would have to be red velvet because of the red for the heart. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. And um, I think we decided that carrot would be the tip of the cake. The, the self-actualization, because it's the tip of the pyramid. And okay. carrots are pointy. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say because carrot cake is supreme, which I would agree. It's, it's a good cake. It's a very good cake. Yeah. But no, we thought it was just, they're, they're pointy. So what do you think of all this uh, American wedding nonsense? Would you, would you go to one? Would you enjoy it? Would I you... would go to one. Um, I don't think I would celebrate a wedding like well, that. Well, I'm happy you uh, asked because I'm inviting you to my wedding to my, next week. Okay, which, by the way, I'm not getting married. I know, but I, my friends, like, I, I don't, I can't go on Facebook anymore. I can't go on Facebook because it's Are you seeing babies too? I'm seeing babies and just wedding announcements from people. And you know, okay, this is the worst. This is the worst. What is the worst? So every time I see a wedding, like an engagement announcement, I am like, okay, I, I like estimate how long (laughs) the relationship will last. uh, uh, (laughs) Even in, even, even at weddings, even when I go to a wedding, I, I, I like to think that I'm so good at like reading people again from my stupid psychology class that I'm like, okay, I, I I give these people like what? Two years. I've years. been to five no. <laughs> weddings. I've been to five weddings. But they've been successful so far. Only one of those weddings has ended in divorced. Okay. So four out of five, that's that's doing better that's than the average. Good. Yeah. Including both my brother and my sister are both still happily married. Nice. Not to each other. Uh, let's hope not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have a Lannister situation going but on. No, 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 but no, 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 no. That's that, that is not what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the American wedding. It's a, it's a very fun, like we wouldn't have all of these traditions and customs and everything if we didn't find them fun. Of course. Of course. Like even like the, the assigned seating, everything it's usually assigned in such a way so that like you're around people you would like to talk to with anyway, you know? Right. But I think it just makes the assumption that you will want to talk to that person. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, Typically, also the bridesmaids and the grooms and sit next to each other too. That's usually they're always there at a table by themselves to 
show their uh, elite yeah. status. I, I, they are already at, the, they already, they're always at that like raised t- long table where they're kind of like overlooking the party. Not, at least that I'm picturing that in a This isn't, well, like, this, this isn't Hogwarts. Style. It's not necessarily yeah. like that. Yeah, I was picturing it exactly like that. <laughs> no, no, no. This Hogwarts is, wedding. <laughs> usually it's just a regular table. Often, then this is almost always the case. Mm-hmm. The bride and the groom sit at a separate table by themselves. There oh, is a, okay. There that, is a sm- that makes total sense. There is a small table where the yeah. bride and groom sit yeah, by yeah. themselves. No, I, li- I do like that. Sometimes they even have a separate menu, although that's that's relatively rare, but I've seen it before. Oh my God, that's uh, that's awful. It's like, we're going to eat this special food and you're just going to be eating this. <laughs> Chicken like, or fish. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> like usually on an airplane. <gasps> Meat or pasta. <laughs> Chicken or fish. Chicken or fish. Chicken or fish. I've, g- I've gotten that question a lot. Oh man. Now, here was a fun one. This was one that I was in with my sister when she mm-hmm. was, uh, I was involved along one of the were planning the wedding right mm-hmm. um and this is this is a really stupid thing i've thought about from time to time um as i was there on the planning day where they were choosing all of the they had chosen the venue for their wedding and they oh were choosing God. all the food the planning makes me so excited <laughs> like it's no this <laughs> was this so is a very thing, fun thing to be invited for is we went to um since they were having they needed to decide what food they were having for the wedding the tasting so yes what we did is we went to the chef the chef's um, like a, like a private room by the chef, and he cooked us everything that could be possibly served at the wedding. We all tried it and all said like we were all given input on what we think should make the cut for the wedding menu. That was a very fun luncheon. I was just gonna comment like that seems like it was your heaven. I mean, it would also probably Kevin's be yours. Heaven wouldn't that also be yours? I mean, you'd... I guess, but but when I sample too much, I mean, I do like food, but eating too much food all at once. You generally don't eat that, but it's generally no because generally there's nibbles. a plate. There's a plate, right? Because there's a lot it's of kind of like a like a like a degustation menu. It, sort of, yeah. Because there's a lot of like what they'll typically do is they'll make one to two full plates of it. And everybody will have like one to two bites of each nice. plate, okay, and but you'll I get a like lot that. of different courses. I so it's like a very, that. very yeah. And I remember. And then you get, do you get like a clipboard or some some mm-hmm. kind of very uh, official? Well, no, it's not usually that. Document. It, they usually like, just it, it's usually just kind of verbal. Everybody, it's enough people that can fit in one table. Unanimous. It, no, agreement. it's just enough people who can. Uh, usually, different people like different things. That's why you bring people there, and you say, okay, so there seems to be a general trend that this people, okay, so these people want the seafood ravioli. Understandable, because. <laughs> It was good. Um, but, you know, the steak the steak was also really good, so we should also probably have that, too. And, you know, it's like a thing like that. Yeah, um, if, yeah sounds like a great if idea. It's a buffet, if it's a buffet menu, often what the meat course is usually a carving board is a common one, where they'll have like a big, like a roast thing, and they'll be carving it right for you. There'll be a guy carving it for you, which is really nice. Churrasco. Yes. And what's good about that is it stays nice and warm, too. It doesn't get all cold and buffet-ish. It's, yeah. it's, and it's also just uniquely satisfying to see the person just take out the gigantic knife and just shave, off a, yeah. shave off a piece for you. Yeah. Um, shave me off a piece of that. The Whatever. Pork tenderloin or, yeah. or beef or whatever it is. Yeah. But this, this is something that's just staying in my mind for some weird reason from mm-hmm. this day. Is they were agreeing on a couple other things. They were... Uh, they were getting a photographer, the photographer and oh the DJ. Oh my gosh, yeah. The photographer is important. Yeah, but I've seen so, some real bad. They were getting like the photographer and the DJ and right. And uh, they were getting all these things and they didn't know. They didn't like know a photographer that they wanted. Like they knew the person they wanted to officiate the wedding, but they didn't know a photographer or a DJ. Mm-hmm. So they got, you know, people that the wedding, that the place where they had the wedding usually works with. Mm-hmm. And they said, and they said the guy who was doing this, who was, who was walking them through everything said this. And it's like. Okay, and uh, we also have an option where we you can elect to buy the photographer and DJ on uh, like a uh, club sandwich so that they can eat something while you know while they're working. Oh. 
so that they can so oh my god a club's just a club sandwich well the, for the, all those hours so yeah the, that latched onto my mind too but not in the same way okay and, and uh, they said well, yes of course they need to eat right and i was thinking, and i was thinking well these people they make their whole money off of being wedding photographers so all of the photographers must so get together all they eat is club sandwiches and i'm just picturing this whole conversation <laughs> with a bunch of photographers and djs being like man so hyatt has such has the, the best, best club sandwich <laughs> And they're like, and, and there must be a hotel that they all hate working at because they just doesn't the have the worst sandwiches. It's like they insist on serving it with this potato salad that's just not that good. It has too much mayonnaise on it. Oh, <laughs> I hate when potato salad has too much mayonnaise. Yeah. I can just, I, I don't know why, but the idea of this conversation just immediately, this was like, or them getting together and being like, okay, here's. Our, our next goal is to go to this venue because I've heard that they're, 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 they're really, they have a pastrami sandwich or whatever is the best. <laughs> or, yeah. Unless uh, it's strictly club sandwiches that they can eat. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's not just strictly club <laughs> What if they're like gluten free and yeah. they have to cater Or vegetarian. To them. Or vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, you could take off the meat and then. See, that's why. Oh, my God. Like, if you how take can off, you feed them the a thing sandwich? Is, the thing on, is, if you take off the meat and the bacon from a club just, sandwich. Just, no, there's still there's still a lot there. A lot of lettuce, tomato. Um, If they, well, okay. if they do like a California club, there's some avocado on there. You know? mm, I'm a big Avo. fan of, I, I do like a California club sandwich. I do love, I, I'm just a big fan of adding avocado on sandwiches anyway. Mm-hmm. Generally, it's you like know, you know what I was thinking this morning. What? Because I had avocado on toast this morning. Oh, it, um, is that that's an Australian thing, isn't it? Yeah, I heard that smashed, that is smashed avocado. I've only like ever this. had that once, and it was really? really good. It's the best. It's just like it's just like slap. It's if the I put best avocado thing to on put every, on bread. If I put on honestly. anything on avocado, usually it's um, it, it's I usually use chips. I sometimes use smashed avocado as a sandwich, like as a replacement for mayonnaise. So what I'll do is like the same way you spread it on it's toast. Great. I'll make a sandwich, but use use like guacamole or avocado instead of. I tend to get like high avocado guacamole, like mm-hmm. the stuff that's not like it's just mostly avocado. Yeah. I tend to use that as a mayonnaise replacement because I think it just tastes better. It tastes amazing. So and it so, looks really cool when you slice again, it in half and there's like this layer of green. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, but what was I saying? I was thinking this morning, like w- there seems to be a moment in time when avocados just kind of exploded in people's like <laughs> not literally, like they re- not literally <laughs> the great avocado explosion. Can you imagine if all the avocados that. exploded at the same time? That'd be a just sad a minor time. a minor explosion. Well, no, it wouldn't be that sad because it's the seeds would still be like fine. Oh, like they'd okay. still be able to like Reproduce. grow more. But I would just love to see the news that night. It's like anybody avocado ha- explosion across caused n- how many deaths would that cause? Because the seeds are zero. Big. So if you if if it like hits you, in the see, head, I picture it being more of like a. Like, like a projectile. Not, no, no, no. I didn't picture well because the seed's in the middle. It's not gonna like go out. I'm picturing out. like explosions. I'm picturing exploding out from the seed, and the seed stays exactly where it is. Oh, that's just you know, weird. it just kind of goes. That's just a weird thing to picture. But yeah, but haven't you thought about like there seems to be one particular <laughs> point in time when people <laughs> just started loving avocados? Well, yeah, it happened, happened with hummus. I've been eating hummus for a long time now, since, you know, way back. True. I, I, hummus, I didn't, like, touch until, what, like? 2007 was really when it, yeah. Re- 2008 yeah. was when it broke out. But the weird thing is, my family has a long-standing relationship with hummus. We went through my grandmother's recipe collection, and the first recipe for hummus we found was in 1970s, it was made. Okay. So we've been, like, a hummus. You've been on that. Well, yeah, we've. Because we've, we've been eating avocados forever, but that's because we traditionally, Venezuelans, do eat avocados a lot. We, we were kind of part of like the boom. Like when avocados started being more of a thing, we're like, wow, this is great. It's not just guacamole. There's more to this than just. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more to it. 
Yeah, but it's uh, no the no hummus has been a part of our family for a while because you know it's been a thing in Israel for ages forever. But it's Pretty. not the Jewish side of my family that was into hummus. It was actually the um, Italian. Yeah, they were. They, she just she called it. She didn't even call it hummus. I think she called it like chickpea Garbanzo dip, thing. chickpea dip, or mm. something like that. But it was the same ingredients. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think there was a little note on the side that said "great on a sandwiches" too, okay. which it is. Speaking of things that are great on sandwiches. Let's also talk about, let's not forget tahini. Tahini itself is amazing. They used to. Um, it is. I don't know if they do perfect. this. There's a place on campus here. Sesame is just. I don't know if they do this anymore. They did it to me once, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's a place that sells, like, hot dogs for, like, $2 at the school that mm-hmm. nobody really knows about. It's the kosher place. But yeah, they have, to, they have a bottle of tahini, it. and I said, can you just pour tahini on the hot dog in, in addition to the other condiments? <laughs> sure. And it was fantastic. Are you like It was just amazing. <laughs> just, like, a, a hot dog with tahini on it, and I, I put caponata on there, too, you know, the eggplant stuff. Mm-hmm. You, do you like caponata? Mm, not sure. It's not like tapenade with eggplant. It's well, yeah. It's, it's so sort it's the of same kind of flavor. Well, I, I well, said tapenade is very no, olive. Much more eggplanty. There's not okay. really. I mean, because I do like I do like baba ganoush. Does it taste like that? Because when it's like tomato eggplanty, no, no, no. No, it's tomato eggplanty no. typically. Okay, then baba no. ganoush is baba ganoush is one of those weird things. I don't like it unless it's made fresh. Oh, it, baba like, ganoush is more. I don't, I don't get I don't get packaged baba ganoush. I can't like it needs. To I be don't just get like, packaged either. I wouldn't. If I go to a restaurant that has baba ganoush, though, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting baba ganoush. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, it's it's. Really I was gonna put on my lumpy space princess voice and be like, "Yas, <laughs> lumpy, space, God. Prin- <laughs> lumpy <laughs> space princess would probably actually be all about Bob Ganoush. Probably, yeah. It's it's like purple. Yeah, it's like, like, <laughs> lumpy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you would probably also be into poi, which is also purple and lumpy. I've never had poi. I want to. The only person I know is John uh, at the radio station. Mm-hmm. Having lived in Hawaii, he had plenty of poi. I've and never been to Hawaii. Neither have I. And I need to go. Sometime, I, I want to go to someday. Hawaii at some point. Like that, that'll be sometimes something I do occasionally is I'll just like look up trips to Hawaii, even though I can't afford them, and just like look at them and just keep it like scrolling, like Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. Oh, this hotel looks nice. Like, Hawaii. <laughs> Start planning an imaginary vacation. <laughs> an imaginary vacation that I can't afford and have no intention of taking off time from work to go to. But um, but it's it, the planning process is so fun. It is. I don't know if you do you go to Costco. No. So Costco, they have like a trips. They have, they also have like a way of booking web um, trips. Really? Yeah, they do. Then they they have pretty like good deals on hotels. And sometimes when you're walking out of Costco, they'll hand you the booklet of here are the Costco trips. And I love and it looking. Just sparks wonderless. I love looking at the the trips to be like, okay, I'll be like in the car with them. I'm like, okay, listen to this one. Four nights at the Wallalea Hilton, Bayview. Breakfast included for, and then I'd say like some low amount of money, and they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yep." So you just have to worry about the plane tickets. They have like two pages just of Tahiti. Oh my gosh! Not tahini, but so, Tahiti. <laughs> Though they probably also have like a gigantic tahini thing in Tahiti. I wouldn't be surprised if Costco has a gigantic <laughs> thing of Tahiti. I wouldn't either. I haven't seen. They have one. giant things of everything. They do. They? They do. They also have giant things of plugs. Plug time. All right, I'm ready. You can find me online at GabrielaDegwitz.com. G-A-B-R-I-E-L-A-D-E-G-W-I-T-Z.com. And um, yeah, look through my portfolio. I put new stuff up and I'm working on a new project. I'm being very prolific. Just Check saying. out her um, collages. I'm just going to particularly point I've that out. I've received 
praise for yeah i'm that very is like it, they very are good. i was very impressed with those yeah they're they're very good thank you and i understand that you're shooting something I'm new i'm shooting something new yes and yes did, yes would you mind if i'm one of the ones photographed of course not i would awesome. not mind i would in love fact, that i replied to the I, message i saw but they didn't see that um, but <laughs> the listeners, yeah, the listeners don't know. I'm the working listeners. on a new project. It's going to be beautiful and, ama- and amazing. But I also... So if, if you're one of those people who knows Gabby and doesn't really know what I look like, other than the cute line drawing that she made, um, you will probably get to see me in some way, shape, or form. Yep. Yep. You will. Um, and it's going to be great. I'm, I'm very excited about this project. Um, and you can also read my blog at blog.gabriellajaquitz.com. And yeah, again. Tumblr-y, but not Tumblr. Yeah. But you know, you know it's what? like it uses was, the format of Tumblr, but not thinking, the pretensions of Tumblr. I was thinking of making it more, because I also have a Pinterest, which I'm like super, uh, like I love Pinterest so much. But not Pinterest like DIY. I'd use Pinterest just because I see things Idea I want to buy and I just put them in like my wear thing, mm-hmm. my objects thing. I know people who just use my Pinterest to design room. Things. They just design tons of rooms. Yeah. With- we use Pinterest for my senior design project actually, for oh. inspiration for architectural designs. One of the it's be- really good. One of I the better think. cable channel ideas I ever heard from somebody, speaking of your plans later in the day, um, one of my, the better <laughs> I- ideas for a cable channel plan I've heard was a Pinterest-based home shopping network where they like pick things that are already popular on Pinterest mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, you can buy them here. For at a reduced price, because usually what I put on Pinterest is like expensive design. Well, no, stuff. The, no, the idea, the idea <laughs> for that, I, no, the I, can't it wouldn't buy. necessarily be, uh, it wouldn't necessarily be reduced price. It's just that a lot of what they said is that the person who thought of it, she's like, well, my mom, I've shown her things on Pinterest, and she's not really good to the internet. Oh, she's not, she's not like, she's yeah, not the sort of person who that. would do that. But everything I've showed her from there, she loves. So and it I gives was thinking, her access and I was thinking, to wow, if there was a shopping, if there was a network on TV where she could see all HSN this stuff. HSN Pinterest version. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would, people would yeah, love, be, yes. certain people who weren't all about the internet. Because QVC, I mean, I, I don't know you, you, what you would say the look of QVC is, but it's a little dowdy. Mm. I, I mean, no no offense to people who like QVC, but uh, it's it's a little dowdy. Yeah. Um, now to my plugs. Uh, before my plugs, again, ruminationsgk at gmail.com if you want to reach us in any way, shape, or form. Send us sketches. S- uh, sketch the studio. Explain the studio. Yeah. Send us a haiku about the studio if you really want to save time. Yeah, I like uh, haikus. But uh, yeah, I want to see what you think we um, look like doing this. And you know what's sad? That they they have a certain, they have an idea of what we look like from the drawing. Well, yeah, but, but only an idea. But yeah, you've never only an idea. I mean, because us. there's no, there's no, we're wearing you know we're both wearing sunglasses in our pictures. Yeah, I'm actually wearing eyeglasses. Oh, are you? Oh, you just made it look like you're wearing. But sunglasses. I made it. Yeah. yeah, you made it look like you're. But wearing you don't know what picture I was drawing from, so. I only sort of do. Yeah. Like I, I'm vaguely aware of it. I know exactly what picture you chose for me because I just remember taking the picture. But that's mm. that. That's it. I'm not telling the listeners which one it is. No. So you can't. Uh, no. Let's keep the mystery alive. That picture forever. though was also not taken in the studio though, so I will. No. I don't look like that. I don't. I'm not wearing the same shirt or anything. Yeah. Although I was mind. thinking about wearing the the same thing I was wearing for that. Uh, picture today not because of that but i just like it, it, was, it just it was, happened to be it was on my well, on it's kind of cold you know so it, was, it is yeah i'm wearing a jacket you know yeah but um my personal plugs um at kevin says stuff is my twitter at kevin says stuff is my twitter feed um i've recently tweeted about some ideas for the jeb bush campaign to make it better one of them i said is that he should maybe write a spec strip for the uh for the west wing because i think maybe uh, it would show his executive prowess if he maybe wrote a spec script for the west wing and he should start using more xxyyxx songs 
<laughs> Maybe because it would make him look cool, wouldn't it? If he was just kind of like walking out to like about you and like really slow tempo with a bunch of black lights there. Because I don't think Jeb Bush has used black lights yet. But you know what? <laughs> if, if you're listening, by the way, pre, um, future President Bush. We are <laughs> just we, kidding. We're just Probably giving not. so many ideas to so many people right now. The Pinterest shopping network. <laughs> Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush should just Campaign go on Pinterest. Idea. Maybe maybe if Jeb Bush went on Pinterest more, he would get more ideas. Presidential idea board <laughs> for Jeb Bush. Pinterest does. Who knows? What if what if those people that do like the presidential campaigns actually have like Pinterest boards? Pinterest. Well, I feel like if he had a Pinterest board, because you can make you, secret boards. I feel like um, uh, on. <laughs> Saturday. So this is being released on Saturday. But yeah. so tonight, if you're listening to this today, that comes out, there's a Republican presidential debate. And you will know that Jeb Bush is on Pinterest if he comes out like wearing like some sort of like bouquet on his lapel of like ferns and like baby's he, breath. What if he actually does that? <laughs> like just as a as pure coincidence? I would. I mean, I would. He, he, then, then we would make this podcast. We would add a psychic hotline. I'm going to say something about the studio now that I don't think is in that much detail that would affect the sketches. But this studio is located less than five miles away from Jeb Bush's actual real life house. What? Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, he lives in Coral Gables. Wow. Yeah, he lives in the same city that we record this. But um, I also have two radio shows, Space Pop <laughs> FM. It's, um, what is it? Tuesdays at 10 <laughs> with Luan Garcia, Vaporwave, Future Funk, and Vapor Trap. And I also have my regular rotation show from 5 to 7 p.m. I know you have to get to your cable. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with time. I was just, just double checking. <laughs> Why don't you tell the listeners what you are doing later today? It's so, going to be super fun. It's, you know, I hate it because they always give you such a broad range. They're like, we're going to be in your house from one to 5 p.m. <laughs> Expect us. And it's like, that's my whole afternoon. Like, what the heck? But they're like, okay, one to three. So now I'm like, okay cool I was, because i don't have imagine that i don't have i haven't had internet mm-hmm. or tv that's that's for a, a while that's yeah. a nightmare but the good thing is that the reward is gonna be fiber optics baby Ooh, you're getting a speed upgrade yeah i'm getting like a mega speed upgrade i hope that i feel like i'm in korea that's south korea or or uh, Kansas City, Kansas, where it's all or where it's all fiber really? optics. Yep, yeah. Sweet. Some parts of the U.S. are getting uh, getting on the speed train. Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee is another one. Sweet. But, um, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll I'll report. On we that. have fiber over at my parents' place. Has fiber and it's fantastic. Oh it's my just God. like I can't wait. I can't wait because I've been using LTE. You know what? I thought I had unlimited internet. It's you don't. I, I don't. No, because AT and T keeps keeps messaging me saying like you've hit your monthly limit. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, like, what? You need to shut up, AT and T. Yeah, and I just keep <laughs> downloading episodes from. Netflix onto my phone via LTE and like incurring major <laughs> data charges. Uh, oh well. I knew you I knew you weren't that lucky. But in the meantime, um, my name is Kevin. I'm Gabby. And see you next time. Keep it real. Keep it real.